0: My name is Matt Rodbard. I'm the editor in chief of Taste and the author of Food IQ, as well as Koreatown, a cookbook. A fun fact about me is I used to work at MTV. And I got to hang out with Kurt Loader. And like, holy cow, getting to like actually see and work with Kurt Loader, who is a real legend. And if you're under the age of 30, you have no idea who I'm talking about. And MTV is a shell of its former self. It is still one of my career highlights, and I, I just remember it so fondly.
1: I'm Jesse Sparks, and this is The One Recipe, a podcast that gets into the weeds with chefs and talented cooks over one big question. What is your one recipe? The one you dream of if you were trapped on a desert island. The one you can't wait to introduce to other people. This week, we're talking MTV with Matt Rothbard. Matt's kind of done it all. He's a writer and editor and the founder and editor-in-chief of the online food and culture magazine, Taste. He's also the author of the New York Times bestseller, Koreatown, a cookbook, and most recently, the author of Food IQ, 100 Questions, Answers, and Recipes to Raise Your Cooking Smarts. Hey, Matt. Thank you so much for joining us.
0: Jesse, it's nice to be
1: here. Thanks, man. So you are someone who has literally done it all. You've lived a thousand lives. TV, books, magazines, digital media, print media.
0: How has it been being in the industry? How do I... I, I've, I've been able to stick around. I mean, I've been really humbled and blessed by being able to work with some great people. And I feel like I fell into food when i was working in in kind of music journalism i was writing a lot about music and i was working in a magazine i was the music editor it was one of my roles and i kind of was roped into writing about um an egg McMuffin machine
1: wait wait wait, 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 wait.
0: <laughs> i love how
1: casually that just rolled off the tongue like yeah i'm i'm certain you've told this story before but can you
0: can you back up and tell us again no, nah, totally. So <laughs> one of the first food stories I did was I was working at a, a gadget magazine where I was also the music editor and, and really in that world. And I um, was sent this Egg big muffin machine. You may have seen them. They have them at CVS and drugstores where it's like, you can toast the English muffin, you can make the egg, and then you can put it together. And it's all it was like something like in the early 2000s. Like, this is like literally in 2005. So I got this thing. And I was like, Okay, I want to give it to a chef. And have them test it out. So I randomly knew the publicist, a friend Sarah of mine, who worked with David Waltuck at Chanterral, which is this legendary Tribeca restaurant. And she was cool enough to let me go and hang out at Chanterral. Oh wow. And hang out with David and give him this gadget. And and so right then I had never really interviewed a chef. I'd never been really in a professional kitchen outside of You know, maybe at summer camp, I was like in the kitchen once. So like at that moment, I realized that I like interviewing chefs more than musicians because musicians say the same stuff all the time and they're just, they're very much scripted and they talk about chords and they talk about influences. And like, I'm talking to David about literally this like big stack of, I think he had like kohlrabi or something and he was cleaning it in the kitchen. And I just like we were talking about real life, and it's like real life. So yeah, thank God
1: for the uh, for the McMuffin <laughs> machine because yeah. it's led to so <laughs> much great work and just so many exciting exploits. But we're here to talk about a different
0: food focus thing. Yeah.
1: I would love to hear what is your one recipe.
0: Well, there's lots to choose from, and I I had to pick this one because it's true to my heart, and it's filled me up on many birthdays, and it's my mother, Cheryl Rodbard's Technically Not Barbecue Oven Ribs. Oh, okay. Can you tell me the the story behind it? So we know that there's great barbecue traditions in, in America, and I've been really lucky to travel to places like the Hill Country in Texas, and and Memphis, and I've gone to LA, South, South Bay, and had amazing barbecue. But I grew up in West Michigan, and so we didn't really have a barbecue tradition. So really the ribs that I grew up on and the ribs that my mother would make on my birthdays were oven ribs, not barbecue, not technically barbecue, not smoking over hardwood. But I didn't know any difference. I knew that I loved the way that baby back pork ribs fell off the bone and that I had a bit of chew and I have a whole technique that she uses that I'll share. But I feel like I didn't know that there was something else out there in the world that actually had like a smoke, like a bark. Like bark wasn't part of my vernacular. There wasn't a smoke ring to be found in, this, in these ribs. But I just, I love these ribs so much. Oh my gosh, they already sound amazing. And, and you're totally right. It's like all of
1: this barbecue vocabulary really is just a whole new world that you don't know exists until you're in it. <laughs> um, can you take me through the process of making these, these ribs?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So the ribs, they start with a boil. And, and Cheryl is really adamant about this step. And I kind of debated with her. We wrote about it in our book Food IQ with, with Daniel Holtzman. And we debated a lot about if this boil is, is important. But she says it is, so I go with it. It's, we boil in salt water for 15 minutes. It takes off a lot of the fat and the sinew and it kind of cleans them up a little bit. So mm-hmm. you pull them out of the pot of salted water, pat them dry. We do a rub, but we're not doing a rub that's like really fancy. Cheryl, My mom and I, when we were developing the recipe together, it was a rub of simply sugar, chili powder, onion powder, ground cumin, garlic powder, and black pepper. That's it. Amazing. Straightforward Midwestern larder right there. Nothing too crazy. So what we do is we rub it all over like any kind of meat. So we let it soak in for a few minutes. I would say 15, 20 minutes. You could do it overnight. I mean, it doesn't really matter. But really, the technique, I think, is cool because what we're doing is we're not just putting them in the oven and roasting them we are wrapping them in cellophane or, 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 or plastic wraps. You're wrapping it in there first. And then you're wrapping it in tin or aluminum foil. Okay. So you got this, like, kind of double thing. So you're kind of steaming it as you are roasting it. So it's kind of like that. And you're going low, you know, 225. Oh. 225 for, like, two to three hours. I, I feel like Cheryl doesn't have, like, a fine – I think it's, like, two and a half. split the difference
1: after a while just lead with your heart you know feel it out with your soul
0: (laughs) it'll work out (laughs) lead with your heart like you know if it's a little bit under you'll you'll just pop it back in because really honestly if it's a little bit under so then you kind of you cut through it you cut through the cellophane you get that nice burst of of steam and aroma and then you're adding barbecue sauce right you're adding barbecue sauce because you need it and um i'm just gonna like say for the record that we're a bullseye family okay uh you know we're not (laughs) doing like any kind of fancy uh you know texas stubs i mean shout out to stubs but I, I feel like you just rub it over there and you, you let it roil you know you crank it up to like 400 and you let it go for like 15 20 and you, you get that little bit of bark on there and there you got you got barbecue ribs there you got barbecue ribs no smoke in the oven not going to win any like awards for uh, from Pitmasters. not going to really win any kind of competition barbecue but it's cheryl <laughs> Rodberg's recipe and i love it
1: <laughs> and honestly, that's more than enough. That's more than enough. Oh, I know. So so you mentioned that your mom would make this for your birthday, right?
0: When did yeah. that kind of tradition start? Jesse, to be honest, it was whenever we didn't have a six-foot sub in front of my face. <laughs> <laughs> okay, very <laughs> relatable content there. <laughs> oh, man, you know, I mean, it was six-foot sub or ribs, and either one we kind of rotated. I would go to the Kalamazoo Speedway and watch, like, late model cars racing, and I, these guys would get literally like 12 packs of beer and there's like these eight-year-old and nine-year-old kids like oh look at all the cards there's like this dude who's like crushing bush light (laughs) next to me (laughs) what memories but it was usually after the ribs we would go there yeah well see
1: now i'm already hungry for the ribs i'm ready to go thank you so much for making time it's been a joy to have you
0: on the show really appreciate jesse thank you so much Matt
1: Rodbotter is the author of Food IQ, 100 Questions, Answers, and Recipes to Raise Your Cooking Smarts. You can find that recipe for Technically Not Barbecue Oven Ribs on Instagram at the.one.recipe and at theonerecipe.org. This week's episode was made for you by producer Erica Romero, associate producer Ren Farrell, technical director Cameron Wiley, and digital producer James Napoli. Sally Swift is our managing producer. APM Studios executives in charge are Chandra Kavati. Alex Schaffert and Joanne Griffith. Beth Perlman is our executive producer. The one recipe was created by Sally Swift and Erica Romero. I'm Jesse Sparks. This is APM Studios. Go make some magic.